guys, what's going on? Your host back again with another great interview in the studio today. I've got with me via phone, Violet Lee. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm ecstatic to talk to you. I mean, you are. I was actually going through your accolades a little bit before uh, interviewing just to prepare, as I always do. And uh, you got quite the extensive resume. I mean, you're a mother of three, you're a complete badass, and you are one of the original six graduates from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. I mean, that's that's not too shabby at all. Not too shabby at all. Not too shabby at all. So Thank today, you. No problem. Today we're going to have a whole lot of fun. I want to talk about kind of like the work-life balance, handling three kids, kicking ass in the ring, dealing with all the stuff you're doing. And we're just going to have a blast. I'm excited to talk to you. Again, I want to thank you in advance for taking the time out for this today. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, so Violet, if you've listened to the show at all, if you've prepared for this interview in any way, the one standard question I always ask is my go-to. I like to call it the defining moment. <laughs> the defining moment, yes, the defining moment. I love this question, actually. I think everybody has such a unique answer to it. Um, and I think my story, like everybody says, it's, it's quite different. Um I think a lot of people that become wrestlers have that story where it was something like, you know, I've always been a fan, I've, I've been a wrestling fan since I can remember, or something like that, and mine is a little different, so um, I was a big fan when I was a kid, um, watching like the old school wrestling with like Randy Savage, um, and then I got out of bed, I got too cool for wrestling, <laughs> and uh, right, like I'm like, okay, I'm too cool for this, and then um, again, I, I ended up becoming friends with this girl who was obsessed with wrestling. She had actually um, Shawn Michaels carved into like every piece of wooden furniture in her bedroom. And we started watching wrestling. Yeah, she was a big fan. (laughs) So, and then again, you know, I became a teenager and like teenagers do, I thought again, I was too cool for it. (laughs) And then uh, when I met my husband, he is a huge wrestling fan. So that became a really big part of our household. We had children who we raised to be wrestling fans. So literally that's, pretty much the only thing that's on our TV. So as many times as I kind of took a little bit of a step back from wrestling, it always found its way back to me. Um, and then I remember, like, I was a big fan of smash wrestling. Um, and I was always a fan of the crowd, actually. And it was um, Scott Hunter. I ran into him, and he's like, why don't you just, like, why don't you just join? Like, go, you know, Tyson Dukes, because as a school opened up, like, just go try it. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, sure, why not? And then I signed up, and I never looked back. So... That's kind of my defining moment, I guess. I love it. You know what? You kind of share a similarity to my wife and I. We are actually that's kind of one of the reasons when we our first date. You know, you're getting to know every you get to know everything about the other person or as much as you can, and we both discovered the love and passion for wrestling. And then you know, as we got more serious, and I finally got off my butt and proposed, and she she accepted. Then you know, we got married, had the kids, and we've got two daughters, and we've raised both we've raised both of them to be wrestling fans. My oldest, she's a little sweetheart, but she loves her her Baileys and her sausages. My three year old, on the other hand, she is obsessed, believe it or not, with Brock Lesnar. She thinks Brock oh Lesnar is the coolest thing walking. She'll will, she will not pay attention to anything else. Brock Lesnar comes on the screen, she's just she's quiet. She just stare, <laughs> stares at him like he's this larger... Well, he is larger than life, for sure. He really is. But, uh, yeah, we call her Mini Rousey because she's going to be the next <laughs> Ronda Rousey, I assure you. I love it. I love it. I have all boys, um, so my house is constantly in chaos with them wrestling on the floor. We have a trampoline out back that they use as their wrestling ring. Like, they put on wrestling shows for us, and um, they are definitely my biggest fans, my biggest supporters, my family. Um, they keep me quite driven, so... I think one day I'll be sitting there watching them in the ring. 
Absolutely, 100% for sure. They have a great role model than you to look up to. I actually had the pleasure of seeing you wrestle back in September at uh, Revolution Women's Wrestling. Nice. And you took on uh, who I just interviewed a couple episodes back, actually. It hasn't dropped officially yet, but by the time this one does, it will. I interviewed Nova. She's actually dropping the current week that we're doing, you and I are doing this interview. Yours is going to drop shortly after. But I saw you two take it to the limit. And I loved everything about that match. And uh, I just, I loved, I love seeing true passion in the ring. I have respect for anybody that's going to step in the ring, but I thought you and Nova, you guys really were great dance parsers that night. You know what I mean? Like the chemistry, the ring chemistry between you two was on point. And I know you faced her more than that, but I really think you guys shined that night. Dare nay I say oh, that you. was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. I appreciate that. There's, um, I would honestly have to say that she is one of my favorite women to step in the ring with. Um, she, Nova is amazing. She is just has this natural athletic ability, which wasn't, it didn't come naturally to me, but she just, she can, you know, do things that uh, it, a lot of people have to work really hard at. And the first time we ever locked up, we had instant chemistry. So I think we have that going for us, which is really great. And we did get to train together a little bit with Tyson. So um, every time I get a chance to step in the ring with her, it's, I'm so excited. Like we just get to bounce ideas off each other. And it's just, it's such a fun time that it's not even, it's just easy. It just comes so naturally between the two of us. So I love working her for sure. Yeah, that was a lot. I love that match. That was a lot of fun. See, you know what? I'm a, a, a true wrestling podcaster that I am. I know which matches you're going to like best. I know which matches you're going to like more than you like. See, that's that's incredible. Um, right. In terms of your career, I mean, you're you're locked in pretty tight with Sebastian Suave, Smash Wrestling. He's the the owner and entrepreneur of that that organization, and you've had so many great matches. And one match I actually watched was again with Nova. And but it also featured Shiloh. It was back on March thirty first, two thousand nineteen. It was at uh, Smash Louder Now, if I'm not mistaken. I was able to see yeah. that one online. And again, I gotta say, I've interviewed Shiloh. She's fantastic. I know she's also uh, a Wrestling Factory alumni like you. I know Nova. She trained there for a bit. Now she's training with Josh Alexander up in Schaumburg. She moved to Barry for that. And then there's you. And I gotta say. Even though you've all kind of been trained by the same person, you all bring a little different flavor to the ring. And that match especially, I really think it shined. Uh, would you agree with me on that, that as well you have oh, great chemistry sure. with Shiloh? Yeah, I, oh, for sure. And I have the benefit of working with, well, I did, with working her um, like, on, like on a weekly basis, right? So we kind of got to use to each other's styles and, and things like that. So we had that going for us with that benefit. Um, and I really, that match really did... Uh, it highlighted everybody else's different styles, which I agree with what you just said there. Like, Shiloh has, like, kind of, like, that, she had a lot of attitude in the ring, and I like that, a lot of, like, that brawler style. Um, and then you could really see that Nova's super athletic, and then I have my little bit of my silly side, and, you know, we all kind of got to shine there a little bit. And uh, it was a great time. It was a fun time working with the three, or the three of us, for sure. Yeah, that, that was one of my favorite matches of yours. And another one that I think is an honorable, me uh, honorable mention is um, The Muscle and You uh, versus Kingdom James and Sebastian Schwab. That was back yeah. in July. I really dug that match. That match, yeah. I mean, I love the intergender, and I love the fact when you can mix it up, and I love the fact that women, especially in the indie scene anyways, are being taken very seriously, and how, and you know what, don't, you're no slouch. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Your power is very overwhelming. Like, when you bring it, you bring it, and you also got a lot of speed backing you. Like, when you and Nova were going back and forth at Revolution, Man, your your guys, your match was so fast. I almost tweaked my neck because I couldn't keep up with you. It was like what? It was like watching a tennis match. Seriously, you guys were flying around that ring. 
with the aggressive grunts and all. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know what, that match, I was so nervous for. I mean, I'm nervous probably for every match that I, I step out there to do, but um, wrestling um, Seb was, Sebastian Slob was a little bit intimidating. It's like uh, wrestling the boss, you know? So, um, but it was so great just to have working two people that have so much experience and they just take care of you out there. And I was nervous for no reason. And it was a lot of fun because they just, um, sometimes you go out and you're like, I don't know if I can do this or, you know, maybe I shouldn't try this, but they're like, yeah, you got this. And they just really back you. So that was, it was a lot of fun. I liked that one a lot. For sure. And I, I, I think every match I see, I do see you having that fun. I almost see like, especially when like being a fan, watching anybody step in that ring, like I said, a huge respect, but what gives the fans back a little bit more is when you can see the people in the ring not just doing it for a paycheck or not just doing it to get the next connection or not just doing it to get higher up in the promotion, doing it because they have that genuine love for it. And when you step in that ring, I don't know if you notice it all the time, but you kind of have that childlike smile right when that bell rings, (laughs) then your face kind of goes, it's weird. It's almost like that, um, the character from nightmare before Christmas, the one little girl who had the (laughs) smile and then her face would spin around to like the serious face. That's how you are. You, when that bell rings, you see that little side smile, a little Cheshire cat smile, but then boom, it's all action. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, uh, I do every time my music hits or the lights go on and I step out there, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm there. You know, it's just like a, and I do have that genuine look on my face. Like, Holy crap, I'm doing it, you know? And I, I'm super thrilled every time I step out there, for sure. So tell me about, because uh, I've talked to a lot of, I've interviewed the man himself, Tyson Dukes. He's a fantastic human being. I think he's one of the most genuine people, the most humble people that I've ever met. Actually, everybody that I've interviewed, that I've had, the, that have given me the time, I consider them all family. And I always say something special at the end of the episode, but I'm going to go ahead and skip all that. You are officially now a member of the Straight Talk family. So yeah, thank you so much. No problem. In terms of uh, training from somebody like Tyson, we're talking a vet, a guy who's been in the business for a very long time and gives so much to the business while you know juggling and balancing that work life. When you stepped into school for the first time, and you know where I'm going with this, that first bump, learning how to fall oh. back for the first time. Everyone, this is another great question, much like the defining moment, because everyone has a different answer or an outlook on how they perceived their first bump. So you got to you got to give me the juicy details here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I first, I remember I came my first day um, just to kind of observe and I watched the other guys just kind of doing their bumps and stuff. I was like, oh my God, I have to get in there and try this. So I came back um, the following week and it was my first day and Tyson would have you do this thing when you would stand in the corner and you would have your back facing the middle of the ring and you'd hold on to the ropes, and then you would throw yourself back and tuck your chin, and that's how you could kind of get used to the feel of it. So I did that, and I tucked my chin, and I, I nailed it the first time. It was like a perfect bop, and he's like, you know, kind of razzed the guys, but he's like, oh, look how good she did it. He's like, okay, now do it again. So then I got in the same position. I was probably a little overconfident, and I threw myself back and totally forgot to um, tuck my chin, and I smoked my head, um, and so I seen stars. I'm like, I don't have an athletic background. Like, I was never a part of sports. Like, so, like, I just never really had that kind of impact in my head before. And uh, I remember sitting there completely dizzy. And there was, I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody on the outside watching. And uh, they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing stars. <laughs> and then um, they're like, doesn't that mean you have a concussion? And Tyson's like, it doesn't matter. Do it again. <laughs> you know, like, that's just, you just, <laughs> you know, like, it just, that's how he goes. And it's, um, Tyson's so amazing to train with. I, I, I we all, all, all of us, like, count our lucky stars that he's our trainer. I mean, there's an element of seriousness and respect that he um, 
expects out of all of his students but you also have fun and you know you become a family so quickly everybody has your back I mean we razz each other and it's just such a good time and like we all like we just all really like push each other to our limits so I I'm so lucky to be training with someone like Tyson I really really am so talk to me about the family support because I know you have it you said your husband's a huge wrestling fan you got your three boys who are uh the light of your life the apple of your eye but also three of your hugest fans as well when you went to your husband after you kind of signed up, did you, you, with Tyson, did you sign up and then talk to him or did you have a conversation before <laughs> and then say, you know what, I want to do this or did you just pick up your bag one day and he's like, you're like, okay, honey, I'm going. And he's like, well, where are you going? And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go learn how to wrestle. Yeah. Um, so I've always had that like, um, like that vision or that dream of being a wrestler but not so much like the athletic side of it it's like I just want to walk down the entrance I want to make my big entrance get in that ring and be like larger than life and we would always joke about that kind of stuff or we'd like pretend to super kick each other in the living room because we're heavy nerds but um like <laughs> when I actually <laughs> that actually happened when I actually said to him I remember him, I signed up first and I turned to him like the night the next night I'm like so I think I may have signed up for wrestling I'm gonna I'm gonna be a wrestler he's just like what <laughs> like are you serious and <laughs> and then he came with me when we went for that to kind of observe the the training and he just seen my face light up and ever since then he's been my biggest support um you know like he helps me like you know when I'm not feeling it he'll push me to go and and stuff like that so yeah like I've um just haven't looked back since that first day really so and my kids are super supportive um but super honest too they're like oh, mom that match is kind of crap like you know like but they uh for the most part they're pretty pretty supportive well that's what you want though right you want abrupt honesty especially from your oh, biggest 100%. supporters so that that's kind of cool when they tell you you know mom that wasn't your your strongest effort or wasn't your best work mm -hmm. you go back probably and you rewatch that match and you're like you know what they were right i was flat here yeah. or i i didn't have the energy here or i didn't i didn't have that hot spot that i could have when i when i, I should have taken it so yeah you oh, know what okay. kudos to your three boys for being your your judge your jury and your executioner right there just boom 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 yeah. telling you exactly how it is so I, I follow you on Instagram, and uh, there was actually an interesting picture that was posted a couple of weeks ago. It's a picture that I, I was, when I had you on the show, I was going to ask you. So we all know Kenny Omega, the great Kenny Omega, was at, <laughs> you know where I'm going. I know you know yeah. where I'm going. He was at, uh, I believe it was the London Comic Con. I was actually going to go down to that as well, but family obligations, I could not. But um, I also know you could not make it that day either, but your husband went with your boys, I believe, and they all met Kenny. And they got Kenny to do something very special for you. I uh, know. This was actually, like, so, uh, it was amazing. So I'm also, aside from, like, being a mom and a wrestler and everything else, I'm also a full-time student. Um, so I'm incredibly busy. And unfortunately, I had, like, school stuff that I had to do the weekend that he was here. And I intended to go, so I was really bombed out. So I'm like, hey, you guys go, have fun. And then when I get a picture from my husband, they convinced Kenny Omega to do the Violet Lee pose. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was probably like, I marked out huge. It was hilarious. Um, he didn't nail it quite as much as he could have. I think he kind of popped the hip a little more, but <laughs> I think for the most part, he did okay. <laughs> All right, Kenny, if you ever listen to this episode, man, you're getting called out by Violet Lee. You got to step up the pose game, okay, bro? <laughs> I mean, he tried hard. He tried hard. It's okay. He tried hard. You know what? Uh, you should fire back and try to do one of the Kenny Omega poses. Maybe the cleaner, I should. Maybe the cleaner pose. You know the pose with yeah. the shades and the black jacket, the collar 
all oh, fucked yeah. up. I, I'll nail it first try. Whatever. But you have to. You you've got to you've got to get rid of the straight hair, and you got to go with the uh, Jerry curl. You got to get the Jerry curl going. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, I'll rock it. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure if you email Ice Cube, he's probably got some Jerry curl gel stashed away in his closet from the '80s. So you could totally get that down for sure. Just get yourself a perm. You'd be all good. So, yeah. uh, you know, tell me about. I mean, this is also another question I'm intrigued with all the time. So you're training with Tyson, you kind of get the green light, and you're ready to go your first match. So you're ready to go your backstage, you're, you're doing your backstage kind of warm-up ritual, you're stretching out, you're loosening up, you walk up to that curtain and you hear your music hit for the very first time, and you pull back that curtain and you walk through. What's that, what's that feeling like for Violet Lee? What was that, that moment in time for you? Um, okay, so to, to really answer this, I think I have to back up a little bit, and this will kind of highlight just what kind of trainer Tyson is too, um, give a little backstory. So when I got that green light um, for our first, um, it was our, it was a, what was it, um, it was a dark match for Smash Wrestling, and it was me and five other, um, of the original six. So, and I remember we were practicing it at practice before. It was our first match, we wanted to look great, and we're going over it and going over it, and, um, I kept on forgetting spots and I was nervous and I just wasn't really as focused as I could have been. And Tyson just lost it. I mean, and he, like Tyson is always so calm and collected and he's just like, you need to focus. What are you doing? Like, you got this. Like, I believe in you. Why don't you believe in you? Right. And it was, uh, it was a really big moment where I was just like, he's right. Like, what am I doing? I do have this. So I went home, came back the next day for training and we, practiced the match and I like I nailed every spot it was awesome and I just I just after having somebody else say like I believe in you you got this it really kind of pushed me to where I needed to be so I really walked out with confidence and I knew that I was wrestling five guys that were like super supportive and you know I had it so it was probably one of the most favorite moments of my life um because it couldn't have gone better it was just incredible I'll never ever forget it Absolutely. That's like, you know, when you, when you go to kindergarten for the first time or you, you go to the first high school dance or, or you get that first kiss or there's so many first, first everythings and your first time walking through a curtain going into your first match, that's something you will carry with you for the rest of your life. And, uh, Definitely. yeah, that sounds, that sounds like Tyson, you know, he's, he's cool, calm and collective, but when he wants to push you, he's going to push you. And one of the things he was very, uh, candid about when we did our interview was that he doesn't shy away from working with anybody. He doesn't care. Like you said, if you don't have the athletic background or if you do have the athletic background, because everybody is different and every body type is different and wrestling. That's why I love wrestling so much because this is the one sport and it is a sport. Yes, there is an entertainment aspect to it, but it is a sport first. This is the one sport where I think literally anybody, given the proper training that has the heart and the willpower, can do it and can succeed. Yes, for sure. I mean, it takes a lot because there's a lot of people that have tried out, and you don't um, you don't think it would be as hard as it is sometimes. You know, you think like, man, I'd, I'd love to do that, and in, in reality, it's it's a lot on your body, on your mind, on every aspect of you. So. Um, you have to really want it to, to be successful at it because it's, you know, after the first week of, of bumping, it hurts. Uh, you can hardly get out of bed and it's just draining on you completely, you know. So if you really want it, you can be successful for sure. So, you know, you mentioned being a full-time student. You're also a full-time mom. You're, you know, full-time pro wrestler, all that kind of stuff. How do you balance all that? Where does, where does the balance for Violet League get? Because that's, 
that's a lot. I mean, I'm a, I'm a part-time pos- podcaster. I got a full-time job. I got two daughters who are the light of my life. But as I mentioned earlier, my three-year-old is absolutely nuts and drives me up the walls almost all the day. All hours of the day. I love her to death. But oh, I just for once, I just want her to go to sleep at like 5.30 in the afternoon and not wake up to like 9. And then I could just oh, get some sleep. Nice. Oh, it would be amazing. But, you know, as parents, we, we, we all know the fact. Once you have that child, you won't sleep till you're dead. Because you're always, always up, always worried, always, always being a parent. You know what I mean? So, yeah. tell me about the work-life balance. How do you, how do you violently balance all of these things? Um, it's not easy. Um, there's some days it's easier than others, but I think it goes back to what I was saying before. It's the passion there that really drives me. So, I, um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have so many things in my life that I'm passionate about. So they keep me going. So I really. Um, I love wrestling, so it's not like a chore to do it. I love what I'm going to school for. I'm in school for social work, so I'm excited and driven to work towards that. I love my family, so these things, I mean, yes, sometimes they become challenging and exhausting, but uh, I just, I'm just so passionate about them. It's just, it's not work, you know? It's just, I just do it. <laughs> that's that's the answer I was looking for. You're right. We you just said there, right, those three words, it's not work. And that's what makes everything so worthwhile. So you mentioned earlier, you know, you kind of were a fan and then you were too cool for it and were a fan and then too cool for it and all that stuff. And you mentioned one wrestler in particular, which is obviously uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. But did you have any other influences when you kind of, you know, you fell away from it, then you got back into it, then you fell away from it? Do you have anybody that like when you started training, someone who you would emulate here and there or somebody who you would take, you know, kind of um, inspiration from, if you will? Yeah, like, when I first started watching wrestling, I kind of just, I watched it from the lens of, like, it's like a violent soap opera. Like, I didn't really watch it so much for, like, the wrestling aspect of it as I did the storyline. Um, but then as I got a little older and I started watching the matches, I was a huge Edge fan. Huge. Edge and Lita were, like, probably my favorite ever. So, um, Lita was my first female wrestler that I really uh, admired. Um, and I loved the character that Edge brought. So those were, and I always love that edge, edge spear, you know, like, holy crap. So um, those two, I guess, would be pr- pretty pretty big, I guess, in my, um, I don't know where it's going there, yeah. But that's, those are two that I really was focused on when I first started. Yeah, those are two Grammy Edge Hall of Famer, Lita Hall of Famer. How can you not go wrong? Mm-hmm. Te- textbook choices, for sure. Uh, do you have a favorite match that of theirs that you are fond of? Like, either an edge match or a lead match. I mean, I can think of two right off the hop. I mean, one of my favorite matches was uh, uh, Edge John Cena Unforgiven 2006. I was there. I was in the crowd in Toronto when they had that TLC match. And that was just... Oh, whew, that was one hell of a fight. And at the that time... That was a really good match. At, at the time, I was a hardcore John Cena fan amongst all these Canadian fans <laughs> cheering for Edge. But I respected Edge, but I was just all about the you can't see me. Yeah, I was a complete nerd. 100%. I look at him now and I'm like, why did I ever, whatever, like you, you're, you're so, such a bag of fruity pebbles, like the rock said, but, um, <laughs> and a lead match I could think of would have to be, I mean, off the top of my head, lead Trish Monday night raw main event. I mean, I can't think of any other match that cements her career or her legacy more than that particular one. So do you have a favorite match of either one or maybe even both? I think I'd have to agree with your choices, for sure. I think any time that Trish and Lita stepped in the ring, it was amazing, especially for that time, because it was very, like, they were divas, and it wasn't, they weren't taken as seriously then, but they both brought some, like, raw talent and some, like, actual wrestling ability to the ring that was just awe-inspiring. So 
Um, anytime those two steps in the ring together, I was hooked. Um, but yeah, your choices are like bang on. So definitely. I am. I am. I am good with my wrestling knowledge. That's why. That's why I started this podcast because I wanted to share my knowledge with the world. No, I'm. Joking. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, well done. Well played, my dear. Well played. So. Um, you know, I got to ask, uh, because I'm intrigued, uh, by, um, uh, this particular subject, whenever I get to talk to a, a female talent such as yourself, somebody who I, I, I see a lot of great things and potential coming for in the future, uh, women's wrestling, you mentioned, actually, you mentioned specifically, which segued perfectly into this question back then during that time period, Trish and Lena made eventing raw was a big deal. It was one of the first barriers broken, but now we have different barriers being broken almost on a daily basis, especially with, I mean, love him or hate him, WWE is at the forefront of all this stuff. I mean, we had the first all-women's pay-per-view. Now, it was a one-off. I'm hoping to see one very soon again, but we did have one. We had, you know, women's hells in the cells now. We've had women's elimination chambers. We've had women's steel cage matches, money in the bank matches. Most recently, we had the all-women's matches at Survivor Series that were better than the men. We just watched this past weekend at Survivor Series weekend, the first ever all-women's war games. And that match, Darren I say, was better than the men's. The men's was fantastic, but the women's was another level. So seeing all these barriers being broken down and how great the world of wrestling really is when it comes to female talent, because we've all shied away from that divas, brawn panties, mud wrestling, uh, swimsuit competition bullshit, and we've got all yeah. these strong, hungry females who can kick ass better than the men. I mean, off the top of my head, i got to go with Tessa Blanchard in Impact Wrestling. She's about to challenge for the world heavyweight title. I mean, this is huge. Mind you, if, if things had gone different for China... She probably would have already been a multiple world champion by now if, if her career had gone differently and all the backstage nonsense hadn't happened. So in terms of this great time period that it's in, it was great, a great chance to get into wrestling when you did because everything was kind of percolating. But now here we are two years later and we're way past the revolution. We're, we're evolving almost daily. I think we're even past the evolution. Now it's almost like a takeover. I'm seeing more and more females getting into this business than men, and I'm seeing more and more female matches that I myself enjoy more than some of the men's matches, and I'm also a big fan of intergender. So in my long-winded spiel, how do you feel about this time period right now for females in this business? It's the greatest time ever to be a female wrestler. It really is. And not even just in the wrestling world, but in the female world right now, too. Like We're really much living in a time of build each other up and, uh, you know, like the women that have worked their asses off to get where they are, like they, they deserve those to be highlighted finally. Right. I, I mean, it's just really is a great time to be a wrestler in general, but especially a female wrestler. It, it's, it's incredible. The talent that you see Tessa Blanchard was the first one that came to my mind too. Like she's a complete badass. She could probably take on most men. Like it's incredible to watch her aggression and, and her ability. Um, so I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, I think in WWE, one of my favorites is Charlotte Flair. I think she's got it all, the whole package. You know, like these these people deserve to be highlighted and to be in the spotlight. They really do. It's amazing. It absolutely is. And I, I agree with your your opinion of definitely who's one of the top draws in WWE. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of her shtick. I feel like she needs to get away from her father. But, I mean, you want to live through your, your dad's legacy. That's totally fine, too, because you are kicking ass and taking names and building your own legacy, if you will. But... I got to say, for me, I'm a fan of the product as a whole, but also a fan of every every female that's come through it and every female that's in it now is NXT. I mean, 
I, I, I even was saying it to my wife the other day when we were watching Survivor Series. I said to her, you know, I'm not a big fan of Shayna Baszler as a person or a character, but everything she does in the ring, I, I got to give respect for it. Uh, Rhea oh, Ripley. Yeah. Rhea Ripley. I mean, that she's built like a brick house. I mean, one day I'm hoping to see Rhea Ripley versus Tessa Blanchard. Or Rhea Ripley. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Oh, Rhea Ripley. But you know what? It's got to be Rhea Ripley versus Tessa Blanchard in war games. Just one-on-one. Give me two, oh, yeah. give me two rings. Give me 50 weapons. And just shut up and take my money. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> so, which which segues perfectly into my next question. See, we're just flowing, Violet. You and I, we got this podcasting bromance. It's happening right now. But, uh, Weapons. Have you yourself ever been in any kind of those, say, a ladder match or a steel cage match or a falls count anywhere, hardcore match? Have you yourself done any of that stuff? And if you haven't, are you open to trying it if it is offered to you? Um, I, to- I totally would. I have not yet. I've had minor um, experiences, a little bit of, like I got hit with a chair, um, a chain. So that's about it as far as weapons go but yeah i would totally be down for that i would watch them and that's one thing my husband's like i don't need to do that but now i'm like i kind of want to <laughs> right like i'd actually want to take like uh through a table that's my my goal actually right now <laughs> which what's wrong with me but i totally want to go through a table <laughs> you're a wrestler that's what's wrong with yeah. you, you yeah, if, right? if you haven't been hit with a chair or hit with a kendo stick <laughs> or climbed a ladder and fallen off or fallen yeah. through a table, then you are not a wrestling yeah, fan. Yeah, then I haven't lived, yeah, right? You, you haven't my lived. First, uh, <laughs> I had a, my first chair shot was actually pretty funny because uh, I was fight, I was facing uh, Psycho Mike. Uh, it was our first matchup. And so he's telling me how to properly take, well, he's, he's going to kick the chair into my face. So he's like, make sure you have the chair against your face because if it's a little bit far away from your face and I kick it, it's going to hurt. Really? I'm like, okay. So I have the chair, I, I take the chair from him, and I'm pushing it against my head, I'm ready for it, but I'm thinking, it's taken a long time for him to kick me, so I went to move the chair away from my face to kind of look to see where, when the kick was coming, and then it came, and it was a ba-boom! <laughs> oh, but it, I didn't even care, it was so awesome. <laughs> You know what? And it's great. It's 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 great that you mentioned Cycle Mike because I had him on the show recently as well. It was a great interview. We talked a lot about the comedic wrestling, and um, that actually segues perfectly into my next question because you mentioned, especially in that match with you, Nova, and Shiloh, we got to see a little bit of your silly side. But I also appreciate the ruthless aggression that you do have. So, given the opportunity, I mean, wrestling with Cycle Mike, I haven't had a chance to see that match. I'll have to go back in and look at it. Was that more of a comedic style match, or was that just a straight one-on-one wrestling style match? Um, it, no, it was like a comedic match. It was, um, I believe it was me, Cycle Mike, and uh, Jody Threat, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I think we, and, and his conscience, of course. Um, I love that kind of stuff, the character stuff. It's a lot of fun. And it didn't come naturally for me, and it's still, I'm still working on it. Um, so Smash Wrestling paired me with the muscle, of course, and that kind of let me come out of my shell a little bit. Um, and uh, working Cycle Mike is a lot of fun. He's got so much character, more character. I don't know. It's, it's incredible to watch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, that match was so much fun, actually, looking back at it. There was uh, a lot of... I think it was the first experience with actually trying to work with some character stuff and, and taking my time with pacing and, you know, taking a minute to listen to his conscience. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, matches like that are always special. And they're in the matches that I think end up stealing the show. I mean, off the top of my head, I've seen so many of them. But uh, I was actually at uh, Destiny Wrestling back in August. And it was uh, RJ City versus uh, Joey Ryan, a.k.a. the king oh of Dong Style. 
And that would have been incredible. I mean, you haven't lived as a wrestling fan till you hear another man step into the ring with another man and say, touch my dick. <laughs> and then to see RJ City sing a duet with Joey Ryan's penis. It's a whole nother level. And let only me, in the world of wrestling, right? Only in the world of wrestling can you get this kind of action. And then to literally see RJ City try to grab said uh, 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 penis and get spun around like a rag doll. And you just, you look at these things. And then I also got to see uh, Dalton Castle versus RJ City. And that was just a whole nother level of comedic genius. And then uh, at Crossbody and Kitchener a couple months ago where I I got to see my first Psycho Mike experience like up close. Psycho Mike versus Cody Diener. And he's so fluid and so comfortable on that mic. The best part of that match was at the beginning where he says to uh, Cody Diener, he says, we should have a three stipulation match. And Cody Diener <laughs> looks at the crowd and he looks back at Psycho Mike. He goes, okay, what are the three stipulations? Submission, pinfall, and count out. <laughs> and, and it's so simple. Oh my gosh. It's so simple. But the whole crowd roared. And again, it was a show stealer match of the night. It was. Yeah. And, and I think that that's kind of an art that is lost in wrestling is the comedic aspect. You don't see it much anymore. We saw it a lot in the 80s and the early 90s. Then the attitude error, it was more just shit-talking everybody outside the ring. It was all that locker room stuff that happens kind of backstage. They just brought it out to the fans. But now it's kind of all... Now it's just hard-hitting, strong-style wrestling, which I love. But I kind of wish that we would get back to the character stuff a little bit more. Because, you know, you've got everybody now is just doing kind of like the first and last names. And don't get me wrong, the wrestling ability kicks ass. All Like I said, it's hard hitting. I love it. The Ontario indie scene here, the men and women, in my opinion, are second to none. We have some of the best wrestlers in the world in Ontario. And I, that's why I love highlighting all these wrestlers because I want to share it with the world and let the world know that if you want to find great talent, this is where you got to come. But... In terms of like the character stuff, would you be more open to kind of evolving Violet Lee? Or actually, let's go back a second. Would you be more open into like from where Violet Lee started and how you developed her to where she is now? Would you be willing to go that comedic route? Would you be willing to go that character, more character driven route? Uh, definitely. Um, I, I, it's something that you just can't make though, right? So it's uh, someone like a Psycho Mike or a Cody Diener or. Um, any of those people that have that ability, it, it's um, it's them, you know, and it's something that you just can't just turn on and off. And I think it's something that I'm still um, I'm still trying to find in myself. So um, being a part of a tag team has really helped with that. When I first started, you know, I came out with very generic and nervous, and um, so I'm breaking away from that and trying to find that character and find who I am in the ring. Um, if I, I would count my lucky stars if I had half the charisma that they had and. Um, I think I'm just not quite there yet. It's, I'm still finding that person. So where did the evolution of Violet Lee come from? Like, was she uh, a, a character after a character of developing and finding out who you are? Or is she an amped up version of who you already are as a person? Uh, I definitely amped up. I think when you try to do something that you're not, it doesn't it comes off as, um, it doesn't seem very genuine. And, and the fans can see right through it. So um, I don't know if you've, if you've watched my matches and you see if I hit like a, like a high flyer, if I hit like a, a head scissors or something, I have that look of genuine, like excitement on my face. Like that's me. Like, that's like, Oh my God, I just did something cool. Everybody look at me. Right. And that's, I turn that up to a point where it's almost silly. And that is very much me. Like I'm just, I remember having a conversation with Shiloh actually, and she helped me 
um, kind of uh, figure out who I wanted to be. And she's like, well, what, who are you? Like, what do you want to, what do you want to turn up like times 10? And I'm like, well, I'm just like a really big wrestling fan. She's like, well, then go with that. You know, she's like, get in there, be excited and just be like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm doing it. And that's kind of where that started. So I, I'm still turning it up a little bit more because I'm still a little bit more reserved than I would like to be. Um, but I think that'll come in time. I'm still pretty new. So I'm hoping it'll I'll come out of my shell more and more as I go along. Absolutely. I'm sure you'll, you'll find out exactly what's hiding deep down inside of you and you'll be able to hit those levels in no time flat. But I do have a question that I always, I kind of pull it out sometimes. I haven't pulled it out, but I feel like this interview is going so well that I got to pull it out. So I always segue with this and my fans will know it, but uh, are you a fan or have you ever been a fan of comic books? Comic books? No, I've never been the kind of of person that read the comic books, but like Marvel and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. So it's interesting that you mentioned Marvel because back in the, uh, early 80s, uh, early 70s, they had a, a string of comic books called What If? And these were hypothetical situations that if things had happened differently, how would the landscape of the Marvel Universe be changed? So, for example, if the Punisher's family didn't die, if Peter Parker didn't get bit by the spider, if um, Iron Man didn't have to like rebuild his own heart, yada, 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 all those things. So my What If is a little different, though. Uh, let's talk for a second. Let's make a hypothetical situation. Just kind of go with me on this one. So you wake up one morning, you walk downstairs, your boys are there at the kitchen table with your husband. He's baking you bacon and eggs. You make your coffee, you stare out the window at a beautiful sunrise, beautiful, you know, morning, everything's going great. You hear the birds chirping and then you kind of go in towards the TV room. You turn on the TV, maybe the news and in front of you at your coffee table are five contracts. Each contract is for the same amount of money and the same amount of commitment dates. And the contracts are to WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro. And the only reason I mention these five, because there are a lot of other great promotions, the only reason I, me- I mention these five is because I do follow them religiously. They are the five I go to all the time, above anything else. If you had the ability to sign with any one of them, like I said, again, the same amount of money, same amount of commitment dates, who would you sign with and who would you love to have your first kind of rivalry with within that organization? Um, the question, so at first I was like, this is hard, but now that I, I'm just going to go with my gut. Um, Impact Wrestling and Jessica Habit um, is who I want to, that's, that's where I want to go. My, my whole um, drive right now is, is trying to work towards getting to Impact Wrestling. Obviously we always had those big, I think every wrestler had that big hope of getting to WWE at some point. But that's not really reality for me. That's not something that I'm, I'm chasing. But Impact is. And I've had um, the pleasure of meeting Jessica Havoc. And she's a genuinely amazing person. And I love watching her in the ring. And I think Impact Wrestling has a really amazing female roster right now, too. So just being a part of that would give me so many opportunities to work amazing talent. So I think that would be my pick. Violet Lee, you, my dear, hit the nail right on the coffin. I was actually going to say, I was going to, I had two choices in mind for you in my head. One of them was impact, but I want to raise the bar and I want to say an impact. I want you to go right, right for the gut, man. Right for the goal. Tessa Blanchard, you got to get in there. <laughs> but, um, you want me to get my ass kicked. <laughs> I think you could hold your own. I mean, yeah, she would, uh, yeah. She would probably win in the end, but I think you want to do <laughs> weapons. You want to get in there and mix it up. She's the queen of the kendo stick. 
So you can go in there, and I think you can last a little bit with her. I think you might even surprise her a little bit. You're squirrely in the ring. You've got that spunk, <laughs> that spontaneity. But I was actually going to say Impact Wrestling, and I was also going to say um, AEW. And the reason why I was going to say AEW is because I think you and wrestlers like, uh, you know, a Sunny Kiss, like a... Oh my God! Uh, what's her Nyla Nyla Rose? I believe it is the transgender wrestler. I think you know you and and her could have a great match. I think there's opportunities in AEW where you can mix it up with a lot a lot of talent that's kind of in that space and in that speed and growing and evolving, much like you are every day. But yeah, my first choice, my first go to would have been 100% Impact Wrestling. So Scott Demore, if you're listening, check out Violet Lee. You can find all her stuff online. Smash Wrestling, she's amazing. Check her out. I think she's something special. 100% for sure. And my final question, because I believe that everyone has one of these, and I'm sure you do. Dream match. Any wrestler, any time period, any era, male or female, I don't care. Current, icon, a Hall of Famer, wherever you want to go. Even want to go all the way back to the 1930s and hit up Mae Young and Fabulous Moolah. Where, <laughs> who would you like to face in your ultimate dream match? My ultimate dream match. Uh, I always focus mean on like mainly on like the indies. So I'm trying. I'm always I'm too um, too realistic. I'm never like a, okay, a dreamer, so but I'm like yeah. Let's have some fun then. Let's go with the realistic and the indies. Somebody you haven't faced yet, but you you're working towards. Much like you said, working towards impact. But also let's have some fun and let's go with ultimate dream match. Um, right now, one person who I have never faced is Casey Spinelli. I gotta face her. I love watching her wrestle. Like wrestle. I would. My first was. Um, a fan and the and sitting up watching Smash Wrestling. She was the first female I seen and she was hilarious and she again is one of those people that is super captivating and I think she could help pull me out of my shell as well. She's incredible. So that's that's a bucket list. Um and then yeah, Tessa Blanchard's on my list too. I just I don't know if I'm quite ready for that yet. <laughs> I like both answers, and you know, Casey Spinelli and I were pretty tight. She's been on the show. She's I've had a blast with her, and you know, her and I are big fans of the cartoon Recess. I am to her Spinelli as she is to my TJ. I am a TJ <laughs> Detweiler through and through, and she is my uh, my Spinelli a hundred percent. Violetly, this has been an absolute pleasure. Like I said, five minutes into the episode, because I felt like the interview was going to be fantastic, and I knew you wouldn't let me down. It absolutely was a great time. You are now officially a member of the Straight Talk family, okay? Anytime you want to come back on the show, you want to come back on the show six months from now, three weeks from now, after I hang up with you, you want to text me and say, let's do another hour, let's go. Let's do it. You are always welcome on the show. I would love to get you back on in another year to see how you're progressing, how you're moving forward, how you're evolving. And, uh, you know, I just, I think you are something special. I appreciate the hardworking mom, student aspect, and I know you're going to kill it as a social worker, but I also know you're going to be able to help during the day and then kick ass at night. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. No problem, my dear. You enjoy the rest of your night. Tell the family I said hello. Give your husband a high five and a chair shot. And then, oh, actually, <laughs> wait a minute. One more thing we have to talk about before you go. You mentioned that the draw kick actually happened. you got to tell me that story before we wrap it up. You, you've got to. Oh, you oh have my gosh. To. I can't even... I can't even remember what um, which WrestleMania it was, but this my babies would have been like babies at the time. So we were sitting, we had put the kids to bed, and we were watching um, the pay per view uh, WrestleMania in the living room. And we had a couple adult beverages, <laughs> and we're like, I think I could super kick like that. I'm pretty sure I could do the Shawn Michaels super kick. <laughs> By the way, we could not at the time, but it was really fun trying. And my husband let me kick him straight in the face, but I and when I tried, I fell right on my ass. So. Um, it was kind of like a double whammy, but it was awesome. <laughs>
I wish I had a video. Oh, when he listens to this interview, he's going to look at you in the car and say, you had, you had to say that I let you kick me in the face. I didn't even, I didn't even try to put up a fight. (laughs) No, he's like, cause I was like, I want a super kick. Somebody's like, I want to take a super kick. So (laughs) it kind of worked out. (laughs) Oh, well, domestic abuse aside, (laughs) you enjoy the rest of your night, my dear. And like I said, anytime you want to come back on the show, I'd absolutely love to have you. Thank you again for taking the time. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll yeah, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, what can I say? That was another fantastic interview, Violet Lee. We just rocked it out, had a great conversation. What can I say? I love it. I love bringing this talent to you that you may have not discovered and opening your eyes to what the Ontario indie scene is today. And it's nothing but 100% fire from every promotion that's out there, from your smashes to your destinies to your crossbodies to your Hamilton Pro to your Alpha One to your Barry Wrestling, to your all of them. They're absolutely fantastic. Check them out. They are incredible. They are affordable. And you can see some of the best talent that Ontario has to offer today. And also, don't forget about our alma mater, our Canadian promotion, Impact Wrestling, because they are doing big, big things. That is officially a wrap for 2019. I started the year off with a fantastic interview with a fantastic female talent in the Bubblegum Princess, Alexia Nicole. And what a better way to finish 2019 with an absolute epic interview with Violet Lee. I can't say how blessed I have been over these last two years. The talent I've been able to bring to you guys, the talent I've been able to sit down and have conversations with, and just wrestling in a whole. It has given so much to me in my life that I'm proud and honored to give a little back to all of you to take the time out to listen to me. So I want to take this time now to wish you guys a very happy holiday. Very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever uh, you celebrate this season. And I want to wish you a lot of love. I wish you a lot of great family time and great food. I know I'm going to enjoy the family time and the food and everything over these next couple of weeks. And since I'm not going to be back till the first week of January, I want to take the time out to wish you guys all a very safe and happy new year. 2019 was an amazing year. I killed about 70 interviews. It felt like it never stopped, conversation after conversation. 2020, I'm going to up my game. I'm going to up my game to as many interviews as I possibly can and get bigger talent for you guys. So as always, signing off for the last time in 2019, I am your host, George Mackay. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to tune in first week of January because I guarantee you that interview is going to be very impactful. Take that hint as you want it, but it's going to be very impactful. Thank you guys, and I look forward to seeing all of you again in 2020. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you.